you always lived alone? No, not always. Oh. Is it just recently, or...? Yeah. Now give yourself a couple of days. It'll pass. Well, they said it was going to take six weeks. Well, it can be painful, but that's what they invented Xanax for, right? <laughs> Watch your step. I'm not sure we should do this yet. Do what? Well, I mean, I like you and I... I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I get to be on top. We're joined here by Tony. He is an engineer for the ticket. And he is a Dancing with the Stars expert. A fan. Uh, but a fan like I've never run into. Whether it's a fan of the Cowboys or whatever the thing is. I've never run into somebody that's a fan like this. He is really into Dancing with the Stars. And just through... Uh, Watching it, he never sat down and studied, but he can, like, tell us anything about any season of the 29 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, I don't know, like, randomly. Season 11, Tony, who finished uh, third? Top three. Season 11. Season 11. Let's see. Oh, that's the second oldest champion ever, Jennifer Gray. And um, let's see. Second place was a Disney kid, Kyle Massey, really good. And third place went to Bristol Palin. She shouldn't have finished that high, but she was okay. Is that incredible or not? It's the most amazing this... thing I've, I've, and I'm not being hyperbolic, that I've ever witnessed ever. <laughs> because as you said, he well, didn't sit down and effort to memorize these things. This is by osmosis of passion. That's what it is. It's from not only watching it, but Tony, you've said you will go back and watch the season again. Just like a classic game. You know? Yeah, like so many so many people, I guess, are catching up on movies and different things during this shutdown. You can guess what I'm catching up on. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome, though. Well, howdy ho, everyone. This is the Ballroom Blitz. I am Tony the Engineer. Welcome back. <clears throat> well, there's my first throat clear. <laughs> uh, for those of you that listened last week, you know I'm not doing real well. I'm getting a little better, slowly but surely. I uh, hope the voice is a little better than it was last week, but not good enough to go to TC's again this week, so we're going to be doing it in my place again. I am going to try to do a full show, though. I don't want to, you know... Do, a, do another partial show two weeks in a row. We'll see how it goes. I may have to bail on you guys, but uh, that's the plan. Uh, I have been able to add music and sound effects, as you heard there this week. We still have the little squiggly metallic sound, probably, so I'll have to deal with that. But uh, maybe I can get back to TC's next week. Maybe I can't. Well, this is episode four of the Ballroom Blitz, and we'll be covering week three of Dancing with the Stars, season 31, and that occurred on Monday night, October 3rd. And uh, a few things I wanted to go over real quickly before we get to the actual dances of the show, just like every week. Um, it was Bond night on uh, Monday on Dancing with the Stars. They were kind of honoring the 60-year anniversary of the James Bond <clears throat> franchise in movies. And uh, big Bond fan, really wanted to go out to the show to be part of that. And I did get a ticket. We talked about that last week. But I couldn't go. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm contagious or not. It's, they don't know if it's bacterial or viral. It's a sinus infection, if I didn't mention that. You know, nothing 
serious, but uh, you just got to go through it. And it takes a while, I guess, to get all the way out of your body. So couldn't go to the show. Super bummed about that because number one, tickets are becoming increasingly difficult, hard to get and hard, getting hard to get. <laughs> and <clears throat> I really wanted to see the James Bond thing up close and personal. You know, the show itself was so much fun. It started out with a big a pro number. They do something silly with the judges uh, first. And that was kind of funny. Um, the guys were all dressed in tuxedos. The judges looked great. The females uh, on the show, the pros were wearing uh, sequin gowns. It just was a very, I don't know, <laughs> classy Bondian type look. And they did a great job with it. Uh, I would say, you know, Conrad Green, the, we talked about him, the uh, uh, original executive producer of the show is now back. And boy, he gives me hope, and everything I've seen so far in the first uh, three episodes, I'm very, very positive about, and very hopeful that it will continue. Uh, two thumbs up for me, and I don't give that lightly after the debacle of the last five seasons and that guy that was before him. To have Conrad back, you know, is just so great. No, not everything's perfect, and it never will be, but we have the show, we have a venue for it, and the feel is there like it used to be. So uh, very hopeful that this will continue on through the rest of this season. <clears throat> Let me ask to or say to you fans out there who are not getting it anymore because you refuse to get Disney Plus for whatever reason, if you're a real fan of Dancing with the Stars and you're getting your, your fill of it through YouTube videos or you've left it and decided, oh, I'll check out a podcast or what have you, take this from a, a longtime fan of the show Get it. Get Disney+. Plus. The show is good. You will like it. It's better than it has been the last five years, and I wouldn't lead you wrong. No one was more despondent about the last five seasons, five years, five seasons than I have been, and the hope was pretty much gone, and, and thankfully Disney+, Plus is there. Thankfully Conrad Reed is back. Thankfully the old guy is gone, and if you're, if you're, missing the show but you just can't pull your you know pull the trigger to get it please get it it's eight bucks for two months cancel it at thanksgiving and enjoy these next uh eight weeks of dancing with the stars because the show is good again you'll like it i'm telling you try it you'll like it <clears throat> uh let's see before we get into the actual dances uh we're getting to that point where the judges are loosening up a little bit they gave their first nines of the season they gave out three of them one to each of the top three uh people who tied for first, and uh, I don't suppose it might be too long until we get a 10. I don't know. Maybe they've been told no 10s for the first five weeks or something, but uh, uh, boy, there's some good dancing going on at the top, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see one here in the next couple weeks. Maybe not. Maybe they'll hold off for another three weeks or something, but uh, oh, and one other piece of news before we get to the dances. They mentioned it during the show. The winter tour is coming back. It will be, I'm sure, from January to March again in 2023. And another very <clears throat> positive thing for me to hear as a fan of the show, we won't have to go a total of, whatever, eight months again to wait for the show because we'll have the tour for the three of the first three months of the next year. So uh, uh, you know I'm going to be going, and I would encourage all of you to do that too. And by the way, you know, our contest that we're giving away, um, I'm becoming so nuts about this show as it winds down and we're going to lose it here one of these days that I'm going like crazy to the tour stops too. So uh, get in our contest. Who knows? We might be giving away some <clears throat> consolation prizes for tour stops next year. We did that a couple times this year already and uh, had a super blast at those shows. Okay, well, let's get to the dances. <clears throat> Boy, my throat is so scratchy today. I may be doing a lot of pausing for a drink as I do now. Sorry. I want to get through this, but the throat's not as sore as it was, but it's kind of more scratchy or more irritated. It's hard to explain, but uh, the dance of the night for Bond Night was the rumba or the roomba is, the, I guess, the appropriate way to say it, English, English way. And we all know the roomba. The rumba is a sexy, sultry dance, mainly for the lady. The guy just moves his hips a little and flails his arms a little, and that's tough for most guys. So it rightfully so is more of a ladies dance, but uh, they did of the 14 dances on the show Monday night, uh, eight of them were the Roomba and some were good. Some were not so good. And I don't even know how I feel about that. I think it's a good, good dance for, for bond night, but uh, <clears throat> that's a tough dance for men. And it might be a little bit of a, 
you know, a difficult thing for these men to do when someone else gets a cha-cha that might be a little easier for a man. But I think that all washes out in the end, hopefully, and uh, I'm not too concerned with that. Uh, the first one up for the evening was Charlie and Mark. Now, we all know Charlie's kind of one of the front runners, you know, the ringer for this uh, show's uh, season, and they didn't disappoint, and I don't expect them to. Uh, they make a good partnership, I think. You know, Mark's 20 years older than her, I believe, but he still seems very young at heart and kind of a little kiddish in a lot of ways, and he's a very creative guy. Got the crazy hair working this year, and he seems happy to be back, and I'm glad to have him back. You know, he's one of the old school guys, and he's got a great shot for a mirror ball this year. And if he did, it would be number three. He would break out of a group of people that have two mirror ball trophies. Of course, no one will catch Derek at six, but uh, that's going to be interesting to see as we go along. You know, I'm sure Charlie has plenty of TikTok followers that are going to vote for her. And I can't imagine the judges sending her home, even if it's her and, you know, the second best answer, which is probably Gabby right now. So, I think they're going to go to the finals and there's nothing to worry about there. But for the dance itself, they did do a rumba, rumba. I, I'm going to probably use that interchangeably. And they were one of the three couples, I said, that got a nine for the evening. They got a 33 total. And, you know, the everything from the judges is positive. It's kind of scary now. They're not even saying much in the way of critique to her this early on. The only one I could really see or find or hear was Carrie Ann did say, that uh, she, send, she she needs to perform outward more, uh, you know, to connect with her emotions. But everybody else was like, wow, you know, take my breath away, beautiful finishing moves, lovely leg, lovely, lovely feet. <laughs> it, it, there's not too much to criticize her for or to hopefully correct her for. Um, there's going to come a dance style that probably she's not <clears throat> crazy about. And maybe they'll have some constructive criticism, but there wasn't much that night. They they all loved it. I think I told you she got a 33. Uh, number two up for the evening was Cheryl Ladd and her partner, Louie. They also did a rumba. And, you know, Cheryl had a rough dance last week. And she just got on the wrong foot and could never really recover. And the first thing Bruno said was, you know, you got your sparkle back tonight. It was a nice rumba. Um, none of the missteps that kind of was throughout her routine the week before. Uh, Derek actually called it her, her best dance of the season. Of course, we've only had the three dances. But uh, both Derek and Lynn said she had good foot action. You know, uh, she's not going to go too far this season, but it was nice to see a recovery like that after a rough dance last week. So uh, Cheryl and Louie got a 24. <clears throat> Up third was Trevor Donovan and his partner, Emma. They did a tango, and, you know, this is the couple that's kind of the Ken and Barbie of the season. They're very good-looking people. They do have a chemistry there. I'm not feeling it as quite strongly as a lot of people keep talking about it, um, but obviously they like each other, and I think they're, they get along fine and everything. Maybe it'll heat up a little bit more throughout the season. Maybe not, but, but uh, they do well together, and Trevor's one of my guys I'm looking at because of the phobia thing with dancing. He seems to have overcome that. He's got a good partner that's going to be patient with him, and he's probably a pretty good learner, a young guy. I, don't, I think he's in only 43 or something. So uh, they all liked it. You know, uh, uh, Bruno did say it was a bit skippy, the tango. It's not supposed to be that, you know. And uh, uh, Len and Derek both called him out for frame issues. <clears throat> Len sometimes doesn't give a whole lot of things that you can do to get better, but uh, Derek's pretty good about that. And uh, they both just said it was kind of too wide and it needs to be a tighter frame when you do the tango. Uh, Derek still called him his dark horse for the season. And, uh, you know, he's always been mine too because uh, I think if you get somebody that wants to do it, even though they're petrified of it, and you give them a good instructor, you could get some pretty good things out of him. They got a 27 for their tango. Uh, up fourth was uh, Daniel Durant and Britt. And they danced a rumba. And the judges love him. Uh, I don't know if you, anybody else is getting that vibe out there, but I've picked up over the years on vibes from judges early on in seasons where I think that for some reason they're very, all of them, very overly positive on a person's performance. And sometimes I think they have a person that they're kind of overly negative to. And I don't know if it's just because they're pros and, you know, and teachers and judges and they know things and we're not seeing them as, as uh, regular viewers. But don't get me wrong, I like Daniel, 
but the judges just are in love with him. And maybe partly it's because of the death thing, which is amazing that he can dance as well as he could just in general with no lessons, but being deaf is all. Carrie Ann is also, uh, Carrie Ann said that she was so impressed with it. Uh, Len said he took command of the dance, and Derek said he was a leading man. So uh, he's not quite at the upper level yet, but they're treating him like that. They're not saying too many things to work on with him, it seems like. They're just kind of praising him. So uh, they gave him a 31. So that's a pretty high score when the 33 was the high for the night. Up in uh, fifth place, or the fifth dance of the night, was Jordan Sparks and her partner Brandon. They did a rumba also. And again, overly, how would I say this? I'm saying this too much over and over again with Jordan, but I think she's a solid dancer, but I do find myself not remembering her dances very well. And I've used this term in the past. I kind of think of her as blending into the woodwork a little bit. Uh, she comes out, she does a good dance. Everybody gives her a nice critique and we move on. And then at the end of the night, I'm thinking over the dances. I'm like, Oh gosh, what did Jordan do again? I don't really remember it. And I'll go back and I'll look at it and I go, Oh yeah, that was a good dance. But you know, from a fan standpoint, a lot of us need memorable dances. If we're going to vote, I don't vote of course, but, um, I think it's important for her to bust out maybe of, of just the solid good things. And I don't know if she can do that. And it's still very early, but uh, I just don't remember much from most of her dances. Uh, let's see. The judges did say that she needs to work on her turns. Both Len and, and Derek said that. And, you know, Len just would say, you need to work on your turns. And then they would move on. And I'm like, well, does that really help her? It might help the pro to help the pro tell her what that means. But then Derek usually takes it another step. And I love that about Derek. He explains it to like an average person. And he just says, you need to get to your spots quicker. And then your feet need to be closer. And I guess that will help with the turns. I don't know. But uh, uh, they still like her. They gave her a 29 for the night. Number six up is uh, Sam Champion and his partner, Cheryl. They did a Samba. And you know, Sam's one of the older guys there. He's 61, and they did the video bit was about how everything was hurting, and he wants to do better. He's got, you know, the boy inside of him that wants to dance, but he's dancing inside a 61-year-old body, and I know that would be my issue if I ever had the courage to take up professional or, you know, lessons like that. Um, we all know as we get older, things start to hurt more, knees and shoulders and so forth, and they were showing Sam in the video package, and every time he did something, he'd, ow, ow, ow. And, <laughs> you know, I don't think he was probably uh, joking too much about it. Um, and this is another thing I think older people get sometimes. Carrie Ann said that he needed more intensity. Sometimes I think it's probably easier to, to not be so intense when you're older. You know, it may hurt more, or it's just not in the nature of the person. Uh, Derek kind of said the same thing. He said that he started strong, but then kind of lost steam throughout the dance. And they ended up giving Sam a 25 for the night. Up uh, seventh was Selma Blair, and she was with her partner, Sasha. They did her rumba. And the unique thing about this was, is Sasha put a blindfold on her. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, she's got enough issues with the MS. Why would you do such a thing? And they talked all about it. And, and this is really good if, if Sa uh, Sasha noticed this and suggested it. He said that when he explains things to her in practice, she tends to close her eyes a lot. And they talked to Selma about it. And she said, yeah, with my condition, I tend to have very, I guess, sensory overload to lights and sound and distractions when she's trying to be taught something. And so Sasha thought, well, why don't we kind of get rid of some of that external stimulation and at least the visual kind and have you wear a mask during the uh, or a blindfold during the dance. And they did it. <clears throat> and it worked well. Uh, he took a chance and it worked well. Carrie Ann said that... Uh, they look like they trust themselves as partners, which you have to do if you're going to blindfold someone that already has issues with movement. Her artistics, her uh, movements were very artistic, uh, Carrie Ann said. Uh, Bruno had a little suggestion. He said, don't break your wrist when you're moving your arms through the air because it tends to break the line and the look of the dance. Len said it was good musicality, and he liked the lines and, and said it was very lyrical dance for their... Uh, their rumba, it was, uh, let's see, they gave them a 28, so kind of a solid score as usual, four sevens. Up eighth was Wayne Brady and his partner Whitney, 
He was the next person to get a nine from the judges, and he's kind of in that upper group of, I think I mentioned it, uh, Gabby and and Wayne and Charlie, and they've kind of separated themselves a little bit. He also got a 33 like Charlie did. They danced a tango, uh, so that was one of the few non-rumble ones. And uh, again, they don't have too much to say. They <clears throat> they just compliment him. Uh, Derek said he moved across the floor with power and intention. Bruno said the performance was the best tango so far. I don't know how many tangos we've had. I should have looked that up, but... Uh, Carrie Ann really had the only criticism or, or, you know, help for him and said, you know, watch your footwork. And that's pretty generic. So I don't know how much they get from the judges' critiques when they get good like that. But uh, Wayne's definitely in the upper crust there of this season. Number nine up is Vinny, a Jersey Shore guy with his partner Coco. They did a rumba. And Bernie's, uh, Vinny's kind of an up and down guy. You know, he had a real bad first dance. The second dance, he was up 10 points. And then this one, he went down again. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, the rum is a tough dance for the man, so I'm not, you know, criticizing him any. But uh, he's one of the guys at the lower end of the spectrum that if the fans don't save him, he could be in trouble with the judges as far as the judges save if he ever gets in the bottom two. Uh, Bruno said the Roomba needs constant movement, and he was a bit stumbly throughout it. Uh, both Larry, uh, um, Carrie Ann and Len said he needed to pay more attention to details. I'm assuming that's more for the part or the pro to help him know what that means exactly. And, uh, Derek said his arm work in space needs work. And, you know, that, that's a tough one. That's kind of the whole thing with the rumba. You got to move the hits and hips and move the arms through the air. Tough thing for most men. 23 for the night for, uh, Vinny. <clears throat> Up uh, 10th was Heidi D'Amelio, Charlie's mother, and Artem, and they did an Argentine tango. And I think for the judges, other than the three biggies, this was the dance of the night for them. They like Heidi a lot, and she has had dance experience. You know, she's older, of course, and hasn't had that training in many years, but <clears throat> from what I understand, she does a lot of the uh, dancing in her TikTok videos, too, so... I know it's not ballroom dancing, but she's in great shape, and the judges like her. Uh, let's see. Uh, Len said the routine was full of snap, crackle, and pop, and it was a proper Argentine tango. Uh, Derek said it was her best dance yet. <clears throat> so they were all very happy with it. She got a 32, and safe for the week, I'm sure. Uh, number 11 up was uh, Shangela and Gleb. They did a rumba, and they gave, they got, gave them the 30, uh, Carrie Ann loves, I think, uh, Shangela gave, said it was a fierce dance and was very forceful in her. Fierce. That was so fierce. Uh, Lynn said that uh, Shangela needs to stretch his legs a little more to move the hips a little more. Uh, let's see. What did Bruno have to say? He said you need to drag the feet a little more in the Roomba to get, you know, the kind of hip action and so forth you need. Uh, Derek told him to turn the feet out and uh, stretch it out a little more. So, some help for uh, Shangela there, who got a 30 for the evening. <clears throat> Boy, I'm sorry. This throat is ooh, acting up. Up uh, 12th was Jim, Jesse James Decker and her partner, Alan. They also did a rumba. And as I said, I thought Daniel was kind of a favorite of the judges. I kind of think Jesse, for some reason, is not one of their favorites. They're pretty critical of her and hard on her. And <clears throat> I don't think she's that bad. Uh, she's been scored, you know, at the lower, lower end of the scoring thing pretty much the whole season. Um, again, they're, pro, they're they're the judges. They know what they're doing. But I think that she's just kind of been picked on a little bit. First thing out of Carrie Ann's mouth was, well, it wasn't your best. And I'm like, ooh, that's a hard thing to lead with. You know, you might want to lead with, well, here's what you need to work on and then say not your best. I don't know. Uh, uh, they, they really are on her about her feet. And that's probably something that judges should be on, and it's something you and I might not pay that much attention to. We're, <clears throat> we're there for the, as Lynn sometimes says, the efficacy of the dance, how it affects us. She looked great. She was uh, in all gold in honor of the Bond movie Goldfinger. And, you know, she's just a sexy gal to begin with. She didn't have to worry about that stuff. But I guess the technique is not up to par with these judges. They only gave Jesse a 26 for the dance. Up second to last was Joseph uh, Bayena and Alexis Ward. His partner, or his first partner, I guess you'd say, or original partner, Daniela, is still out with COVID. 
Uh, they didn't go into detail if she's not tested negative yet or if she just needs more, more time or what, but she supposedly was asymptomatic last week. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but uh, she wasn't back, so they had a full week to practice together, Joseph and Alexis. And Joseph's still one of my dark horses, too. Uh, I like him. He intrigues me. Uh, a big guy that, that moves around pretty good for his size. I think he learns things pretty well. Uh, Lynn said he needed a little more fluidity in that Argentine tango, but that he did went on to say, and Lynn's good about this. He may criticize someone in a kind of an abrupt way, but then he turned around and said, but it's your best dance to date. And that was nice to hear. Carrie Ann said he has a natural finesse to him, and they scored him a 29 out of 40. <clears throat> and finishing the night were Gabby and uh, her partner, Val. Uh, they were the only people to have a cha-cha. And Gabby's in that upper echelon, 33. They gave her a 9. Uh, you know, it's it's another one. There's not a whole lot of criticism, although I did have a little bit for her. Uh, Carrie Ann said, uh, they all loved her, but Carrie Ann said, you have to relax in... Uh, use a little less staccato in the cha-cha. You know, that's more for the tango dance, I guess. <clears throat> and so that was her uh, advice to Gabby. And Derek just said uh, he thought it was very powerful and she attacked it well, but that, that when you do that, I guess it can sometimes come across as a little rigid or stiff. And, you know, that's about all they had to say because she's really good. She got a 33 along with... Uh, Wayne and Charlie for the evening to lead the scorecard for the night. So they add up all the scores <clears throat> from the judges. And Cheryl Ladd and Vinny were in the bottom two. Vinny was in the total bottom again like he was the first week. And so what do you do? You bring in the fan vote. And Vinny once again jumped out of the bottom two. So he obviously has some kind of fan support. We don't know how much. Is he just barely getting out of the bottom two? or what, but uh, he jumps out of it, and Sam Champion falls into the bottom two, the uh, Good Morning America weather person. So for the judges to decide, they had to decide between Cheryl Ladd and Sam Champion. <clears throat> the Before it even got to Len's vote, all three judges unanimously voted to save Sam a Champion, and that meant Cheryl Ladd went home uh, for the evening. Uh, you know, Cheryl, 71, and I hate to always keep bringing up ages, but we look for reasons as to why people uh, go home or what have you. And, you know, it's just 70. <coughs> Darn it. Sorry. 71 year old people just don't move that well and they don't last that long in the show, historically speaking. So I wouldn't have expected too much more out of her. Maybe another week or two. You know, uh, I was going to say if Sam was down there, they might vote him off. But. Sam had a, a better overall progression, I think, on the show. And I think Derek even said that, you know, Cheryl might have had a little better dance that night. But <clears throat> for the first three weeks, Sam was better overall. And that's why he chose to save Sam. So Cheryl goes home for the evening. Okay, well, that's the dances for the night. And what I thought I would do here is I need to rest my throat for a second. And I want to play a couple uh, ticket audios. Now, uh, what we're going to do here, most of these are going to be dancing with related in some respect. These two are. I'm not with um, one of them, one of the people who are talking in this, but I am in, in the first one. The first one was the hard line. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is going back to the day after the girls' night out that kind of took this Dancing with the Stars bit at the ticket to another level. Uh, for a year or so before that, I was on with the Hardline and Bad Radio during their Why Today Doesn't Suck segment, and they knew about the bit, but the musers in the morning who, you know, are another <laughs> from the beginning show and one of the greatest shows ever, they didn't really know much about it or hear much about it until that girl's night out. And <clears throat> once they found out that I knew a little bit about, about Dancing with the Stars and they realized... I became kind of fascinating, especially, I guess, to Junior. And I was on their show many times. Well, th these two clips, one of them's from the hard line, which I'm actually working a remote the next day, who knows where. But they talk about what happened the night before. And then uh, I guess we'll come back and talk about that a little bit. And the next one will be the Musers. But let's get this one up from the hard line going.
By the way, you know what? We're, we're here in the presence of, uh, of true greatness. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Not you. What? Someone better than you. I know it's hard to believe. It is hard to believe, isn't it? I don't know if either one of you heard this yesterday. This man behind us. I heard about this. Were you not on the round table? No. Dude, amazing. I'm not kidding. We're speaking, of course, of Tony, our engineer. Hi, Hardline. Back to stars. <laughs> Tony. Now, he, of course, anytime during Why Today Doesn't Suck, when a birthday pops up of a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, he jumps in to tell us Dancing with the Stars, just like that drop. Dancing with the Stars. In that robotic way. And um, so last night he was put to the test. Do you have that back there, Mino? Yeah, let me get it. Okay. I'll grab it. Where, Tony, what was it? Somebody asked you, can you name the champions? Yeah, Junior just started the whole segment about Dancing with the Stars, unbeknownst to me. And then one thing led to the other. And Dan said, can you name all the champions? And so leave it at that. So this guy, this amazing human being behind us. Yes, who works at the zoo is so in touch with this show that it's like it's un I, I've never been this knowledgeable about a TV program in my life because even with Breaking Bad and The Sopranos and those shows I forget tons you know people would remind you like oh remember this in season three you know where so-and-so happened you're like oh that's right so that's why that's why the guy had the the pills or whatever so you would always forget things it's just typical it's part of the human brain but this man, this man never forgets a damn thing that goes on on that program. So did you find it, Mino? Yeah, I got it. All right, so here is what happened last night when asked if he could name all of the winners on Dancing with the Stars. Thanks, Mino. And Tom can you name, Bergeron, is he a host? Yeah. yeah. Can all, you name all, all the champions? Sure. Go. Really? 19 of them? Of course. Well, there's 18. Bring okay. it. All right, start with Bring season it. one. Season one champion. Yeah, Kelly Monaco. Two. Keep, Drew, just keep going. Drew Lachey. Emmett Smith. Uh, four was Apollo Antonono. Five, Elio Castroneves. Six, Christy Yamaguchi. Seven, Brooke Burke. Eight, Sean Johnson. Nine, Donny Osmond. Ten, Nicole Scherzinger. Eleven, uh, Jennifer Gray. Twelve, Heinz Ward, who you guys always bag on on Bad Radio. Uh, Thirteen, uh, J.R. Martinez. Fourteen... Oh, Donald Driver. And he was awesome. He was kind of an upset win that year. Um, 15, Melissa Rycross. 16, Kelly Pickler. 17, Amber Riley. 18, Meryl Davis. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. I've ever heard, dude. That is stunning. That bit of minutia is just incredible. It's Rain Man. <laughs> Rain Man. Yeah, that's um, Hardline Audio from, I think that had to be 2014. So, golly, eight years ago, uh, Mike was still around, Danny was still around. Uh, nice to hear some old audio from the Hardline there. But, yeah, I know some of you have heard that before. But <clears throat> them springing that on to me at the girls' night out of Name All the Champions and me being able to do it, I guess, Junior was on the panel that night, and he's the morning one of the morning guys we have. Well, <clears throat> the next morning, the musers go on air, and I'm not working their show. They're in the studio, I think. And this is early on in the show, and they start talking about the girls' night out the night before. And then Junior brings up uh, something kind of crazy happened, because this is all new to them. So they talk about the same thing. Something truly amazing happened during the last roundtable. And George, you were not on this roundtable. Gordon was. I don't know if you heard this. I heard some of it, and then um, someone who's a big fan of this show told me all about it. So earlier in the evening, I learned the really odd trivia note that Tony, our engineer, one of our longtime engineers here, very quiet guy, rarely comes on the air, but I learned the trivia note that he is a massive Dancing with the Stars fan. He's the only guy I know that is a huge fan of that show. Only guy. It's a, yeah, it's a women's show. 
So to me, he instantly became this lava lamp that I couldn't stop looking at and wanting to just, I wanted to know everything about his infatuation with Dancing with the Stars. It was so weird to me. And at first I thought it was a bit. And then we start interviewing him about it. And he says, this is way too long a discussion. You need a full segment. So the last segment of the roundtable I devoted to Tony. And he came on the air somewhat reluctantly. And then he started to tell us about how much he loves dancing with the stars. <laughs> and someone, you know, whenever anybody would make a mistake, like, uh, so you've been a fan of this for all 12 seasons? There have been 19 seasons. Well, this is the 19th season. There have been 18 seasons completed. He would correct us on any little note. <laughs> then he recited from memory... The 18 season winners. He went Man. in order. I couldn't do that with. I used to be able to do that with Super Bowls, and but I don't. I couldn't do that. I don't think for any sport. So he went season one, Kelly Monaco. Season two, Drew Lachey. Season three was Emmett. Season four, Apollo Antonono. I'm reading. Right. He knew it from memory, and then he tells us. That he can not only give us the winner from each season, but the top three. Oh my gosh! From each season, and then he was even adding these details like season twelve, Heinz Ward. You guys make fun of him a lot, but he did some really classic stuff <laughs> that blew the judges away. And so at this point, we know it's not a bit. We know that he is really into Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I, I think Gordo had the best description of this show. He thought it was a joke show when it first started. Like, we're going to watch this and people dancing. And obviously, it was a really good idea because they they hit a chord. There's a lot of people who like to dance. Women love that whole thing. And then, you know, there's a sidebar, too, of are they really seeing each other? You know, maybe off the dance floor. There's mm -hmm. a little soap opera that goes along with it. And even if they're not seeing someone on the show, who are they dating? You know, who are these? And the, they get these male dancers shirtless, you know, so. So right up Tony's alley. So, <laughs> well, and then the women on there, I mean, you know, hey, they look pretty good, too. All right, so then Gordon started making all the gay jokes about Tony. And Tony's happily. Really? I did not. Really? Tony's happily married, so as far as we Gordon know, he's Keith. not gay. Not that there would be anything wrong with that. But. Then Tony, I, I give him a chance to kind of say, well, the reason I watch it is because of all the, the hot women, you know, and they've got those hot professional dancers. And I said, which is your favorite of the professional dancers? And Tony says, Derek Huff, he's the five-time winner. <laughs> and is he the best the, choreographer, too? Yeah, Derek Huff, he's the record holder. He's won it five times. <laughs> Not, uh, you know, Julianne Huff, because she's so hot. He says, Derek Huff, because he's the record holder. <laughs> he knows all the records, and he knows who won every year, and he knows who podiumed every year. And then Tony says, I don't have time to do it now, but I'm going to make a major announcement about myself next week, Friday, on Why Today Doesn't Suck. So next Friday at 3 p.m., he's on remote with both Bad Radio and The Hardline, and he says he's going to make a major announcement about himself. I don't understand this. I'm going to make an appointment to and, be there for that. And he, didn't he say, Gordon, it had something to do with Dancing with the Stars? Well, I, it was, I thought it was even more vague than that. It seemed like it did, but it also seemed to be like a major life announcement he was about to make. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was, to me, one of the most fascinating and entertaining segments that I've heard or been a part of on the ticket in 10 years. It was incredible to hear this guy that you had no idea. I thought he just liked baseball. Yeah, he seems like a big baseball fan. Yeah. But to hear him and how deep his knowledge is of Dancing with the Stars... <laughs> See how Junior says that so incredulously. Dancing with the stars. <laughs> well, that went on for quite a while. I appreciated those boys talking about it the next day. Um, yeah, the big announcement, and most of you would, might know this if you listened a lot. Uh, the next week, <clears throat> I had been trying for years and years and years to get tickets to the show. And I thought, you know, I need to go on air and share it with my friends at the ticket. They've, made, they've turned this into some kind of little cottage industry here, this Dancing with the Stars bit. 
and they need to know that I finally got tickets to go to the show. So at that time, I didn't know if I could get tickets. They were done the same way back then. This is when they had gone kind of the new system. <clears throat> and if you camped out long enough, you could get tickets. <clears throat> but they didn't do it until two or three days before the show, which is still what they do today now. So <clears throat> I didn't know. But yes, it went through, and I got to go to my first uh, in-life person, in-life person, in-person in live show in L.A. I'm so fog-brained with medicine. I apologize to all you guys. I don't want to keep apologizing to you, but I know. You know me. I'm scattered anyways. <clears throat> and I'm sitting here with the throat clearing. Man, I'm just foggy scattered today. Okay, well, let's go to a top 10 list. We'll have a little audio here so you won't have to listen to me talk forever. But uh, <clears throat> I thought I would do something, uh, the top 10 withdrawals on the show. People who had to leave the competition for whatever reason. And I love these top 10 lists because, again, it forces us to go back and look at the history of the show. It doesn't force me to. It lets me go do it. I love doing it. And if you're a big fan of the show, especially if you're a long-term fan, some of you out there will knowingly nod, as I mentioned, some of these things. And others will be like, really? They were on the show? And maybe it'll, I don't know, spark you to go back and look at the dance of this person you didn't know is on Dancing with the Stars. So, <clears throat> So I'm coming up with lists all the time of top 10 things, and I decided, how about the withdrawals, people who had to leave the show? Well, <clears throat> I can't even do a full top 10 list because only nine people have officially withdrawn from the show, withdrawn from the show in, what, 30 seasons? I say only nine. I don't know if that's a lot or not. What's that, one every three seasons? Wow. Averages out to be. <clears throat> but... Uh, since it is a top 10 list, we're going to start with a number 10. And I'm going to put Christy Brinkley in number 10 because she was in season 28 and she broke her arm, I want to say three or four days before the Monday night premiere. And uh, we all know that Sailor Brinkley Cook, her daughter, stepped in for her and did a really well or good job for just stepping in at the last minute and dancing with Val. But they showed a clip of it on the first night show. She's the closest person, I think. <clears throat> that was scheduled to be on the show that didn't get to be on the show. That's why I put her at number 10. There's a ton of other people who were scheduled to be on a certain season and then couldn't do it for some reason. Either it was too hard for them physically or they had an injury <clears throat> or sure, other things probably came up like schedules and so forth. Boy, medicine's fighting back and everything. Jeez, I think this might be worse than last week's even though it might not sound as bad. I don't know. But yeah, she broke her arm, and I don't know if she'll ever be back. Probably not. Who knows how many more seasons we have. But she said she was really looking forward to doing it, but that might have scared her away. And she'd be someone like Cheryl Ladd. I think Christy was pushing 70. I don't think she was. No, she wouldn't have been 70 yet, but I think she's pushing 70. But uh, Christy Brinkley, number 10 of the top 10 withdrawals, even though she withdrew before the season started. Okay, these other nine people all started the season and then had to withdraw during the season. So they're easy to easier to remember because we got to see them. Christy, we saw a little bit in the video package, but some of these other folks that I'm not even going to mention to you, you know, they, they just never made the broadcast in any way, shape, or form. So unless you're a super fan of the show <clears throat> and read rumor stuff and things that go on before the season even starts, you wouldn't even have known about it. But uh, these are going to be ranked in the order of me thinking about their dancing ability. Now, most of these had to withdraw early on. So this is going to be a totally opinionated thing. And it is no matter what, because, um, you know, this is my list and you may not think this person should be as high or low on the list as I do. Just remember, they're my opinions and my opinions only. So that's all you got. to Do you believe it? <laughs> The opinion alert is back. It made its way over from last season. Yes, these are my opinions, and the opinion alert goes off when I give them. So there you go. Uh, number nine on the list, we're going to start with Billy D. Williams. Season 18, you know, he's he was old. He's the third oldest contestant to ever be on the show, 76 years old. I think he was even close to 77. <clears throat> and, boy, what a big name for the show to get, though. And I'm glad he came on. Um <laughs> It was hard to watch, but it was fun. You know, poor Emma got stuck with them, and they did a Dancing with the Stars thing, the first <laughs> dance, and he didn't move much, and he didn't move much at all. But uh, Billy D left in week, let's see, week three. He only did two dances, 
Uh, I don't have any audio for it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm only going to have a couple audios. Well, three or four, I guess, of people leaving the show. But uh, he left for a bad back. Uh, you know, he just kind of came on and said, "Yeah, the doctors say my back's not in any shape to do this." And and uh, it, I'm sure that was part of it. But I'm sure he knew he had a bad back before he went on the show too. I his probably was like, "What? I have to train this hard and do this kind of work? I can't do it." So Billy D. Williams, and he wasn't going to be a very good dancer. Uh, he's my ninth place uh, person on the top 10 withdrawals, <clears throat> season 18. Uh, number eight goes back to uh, season nine, quite a while ago. A guy named Tom DeLay, a congressman from Texas, one of the earlier, I guess you would say, controversial picks to be on a season. You know, he had been uh, indicted for money laundering and some other bad things while he was a congressman. And then he became convicted of those things. I guess the conviction was overturned on a technicality, but uh, some people squawked about, well, why is he even on there? Uh, not a very good dancer. He was there for three dances, had to go in week three. He had uh, foot fractures that he had to leave from. He got while dancing there. He wasn't going to go anywhere anyways. And I actually do, I think, have a little audio of Tom. This is Tom DeLay along with Tom. And back then his co-host was, what was her name? Samantha Harris. Boy, I had to think back to that. That was Tom's host from season two through season 10. Is that right? No. Gosh, dang, this is awful. I, I should know this better. <laughs> I think she was season two through season nine. Don't quote me on that. Well, you got to quote me on it because I'm supposed to know this stuff. But I think that was it. Anyways, this is Tom and Samantha talking to uh, Tom DeLay. And I don't know if Cheryl, his partner, says anything, but here we go. Earlier tonight, Tom and Cheryl were saved by the combination of your votes and the judges' scores. Now, last week, we told you Tom had a pre-stress fracture, and that developed into a full-stress fracture. He was advised by his doctors, producers, people on the street not to <laughs> dance last night. Now, you even mentioned in the tape piece earlier that the adrenaline helped you last yeah. night. 24 hours later, how did the feet feel now? Uh, the feet were saying, what did you do last night <laughs> while we were asleep? Yeah, I bet, I yeah. bet. Yeah. Well, well, the big question that everybody's wondering, now that you've been saved to go through, will you actually be able to continue to dance? No, I won't. Uh, um, you, can't, uh, you can't practice. And if you can't practice, you make a fool out of yourself out of here. And I don't want to do that to Cheryl. Well, so I know that we're, as you could hear from the audience, everyone's a little sad to see you go. If you had made it through, what dance would you have been doing? Ah, next week, the Texas Tuesday. <laughs> oh. oh, that would have been perfect to see Tom do that. But the feet were too bad and he had to withdraw. That was, like I said, all the way back in season nine. <clears throat> And yes, that was Cheryl Burke, his partner, our own Cheryl Burke that's still on the show in season 31. And, you know, Cheryl started way back in season two. So that's fun to go back and see her in her earlier years on the show and, and all that. But Tom DeLay, our number eight person on the top 10 withdrawals. Let's go to number seven. This I have as Kim Zolziak. This was season 21. And Kim suffered many strokes during the season. Pretty serious stuff. And uh, she only had three dances, made it to, to week three, no audio on this. She lived in Atlanta. So after she had the mini strokes, they took her back to Atlanta to uh, check her out. And she actually did get clearance from her doctors to come back to the show the next week. I guess there wasn't any serious repercussions from it. But they said she could not fly. And I guess she didn't want to take a bus across country <laughs> and, uh, you know, get, stay in the show that way. But it sounded like it's a pretty serious thing, so it probably was the best thing for her not to do that. She wasn't going anywhere either. I, I shouldn't have said that. She did have her first dance was one of the worst dances. It made my top ten uh, dances list, worst dances list of all time. But I think there was some hope for her to get better. She got better the next couple weeks. Uh, but in general, <clears throat> the show does not treat Will ha Real Housewives uh, well, the voting public. And so I don't think she was going to get too far along anyways. But Kim Zolziak, season 21, my number seven, <clears throat> top 10 withdrawal. Number six, we're going to go back to not too long ago. Let's see. This was season 28. Wow, that's the same as Christy Brinkley. Yeah. Season 28, this was uh, Ray Lewis, the football player. A little bit of a controversial pick, too, because of some former... Uh, criminal things that might have happened with him. Pretty serious stuff, too. We're not going to get into all that. Uh, he only lasted two dances. We're in week three. And he developed 
torn ligaments in his toes. And I don't know how that happens, you know. Wow. Football player, I'm sure he's been through a lot of pain, a lot of injuries, but he developed torn ligaments in his toe. And he actually does talk a little bit here about his situation. Painful. It's been, it's bothered me a lot. I dealt with pain. I dealt with pain every practice. Six and seven. I pushed through anything. But when he read that MRI to me today, I knew something was wrong. You tore three tendons. It's going to require surgery. Okay. You keep dancing on that until it actually ruptures. I know you went to the doctor. What did he say? Yeah, I got multiple tears in it. In all three toes? And his next words was, you got to let it go. You cannot do this. I got to lead a competition. So that's uh, Ray Lewis, and I think I had that wrong on my notes. I think I told you guys torn ligaments in his toes. Doctor said torn tendons. So uh, sounds painful. It looked painful. They showed a picture of it there in the video. <clears throat> but Ray Lewis had to leave. Hard to tell how well he would have done. You know, football players do well in general. We got to see him dance a little bit. He was a little hectic and out of control. Cheryl, again, Cheryl Burke, his partner, uh, she may have been able to rein him in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect him to go too far. But uh, he did have to leave after just two dances. So Ray Lewis, my number six contestant in the top ten withdrawals. Number five, going way back to season three, the very first withdrawal in the history of the show. Someone named Sarah Evans, a country musician. <clears throat> and she's the only one of the nine actual withdrawals that had to leave the competition to leave for a non-physical reason or non-injury reason, let's put it that way. She was going through a messy divorce is what we were told. And, you know, I guess it was pretty bad <laughs> if she had to leave the show because of it. She did last five dances, made it to week six. I didn't expect too much more from her. She did, did have one really good dance in week three, I believe it was. It was a country dance and she seemed to feel very comfortable with it. And that makes sense, you know, she's a country performer. <clears throat> But the next two dances after that, she kind of regressed, and I didn't think she was going to go too far anyways. But, uh, yeah, she pulled out in uh, week six, Sarah Evans, season three. Uh, let's look at number four, number four on my list. Again, we're not going to have audio for this either. I'd like to speed this up a little. I'm sure you would too. I can't listen to this guy much longer. <clears throat> Boy, tough one, folks. Uh, let's see here. I have number four on the list, Dorothy Hamill. Going back to season 16, the Olympic ice skater, she only got two dances in, had to withdraw in week two. Uh, it was because of a cyst on her spine. Sounded pretty serious, but uh, she came on and did do a little audio clip and said the doctors recommended to be better stop because it could do some irreversible damage possibly, to uh, nerve damage in her spine and uh, had to stop. Dorothy, you know, was uh, obviously a little older at that point, but not that old. And she still looked great, and it was in great shape. And the two dances we got to see, I think there was promise that she would look like a former Olympian athlete when she danced, which means pretty limber and musicality and fluidity and just body movement, you know. She looked good still. So I think uh, she could have finished well. But since we only saw two dances, I couldn't have her any higher on my list. She is number four for my top ten withdrawals. Going to number three on my list, we're going again pretty far back. Season seven, Misty May Trainer, the Olympic volleyball player, and this was a bad injury. She ruptured her Achilles tendon, and for any weekend athletes out there, you know that's a serious injury. <clears throat> for professional athletes, a lot of them say, you know, I was never the same again, and she actually did recover from that and play in the Olympics again, I believe, or perform in the Olympics again. But uh, there was hope for her. I did have hope for her. She was with Max, who was in his, you know, full glory of being the bad boy of the ballroom. But she was a, a formidable uh, a partner for him, I think. She's an athlete. She was in good shape still. Obviously, she was still doing Olympic stuff. And she seemed to be picking up the dance as well. And that's always the key for Max to get along with his partner. Do they, do they learn what he's trying to teach them? So I had some big hopes from her, and that's why... Um, also, she made it all the way up so high on my list. She did get three dances in, and it wasn't a lot to see, 
but it was enough that made me think she could have done much better in her season if she would have gotten to stay on. I do have a little audio clip here, less than a minute, of her talking about her ruptured Achilles. Her talking, I do want to show the, the, the folks at home and just kind of review when the injury happened oh, no. during a rehearsal on Friday. Friday. Now that loud noise was in fact the injury. What was going through your mind before we talk about what was going through your body? Um, well, I heard a pop. I was doing the Lindy Hop, finishing up. Heard a pop over here. I thought I flew out of control and hit the judges, like the stairs. Yeah. Or it felt like I got hit in the back um, with a baseball bat, and then I just couldn't put weight on it. There, there was a moment, it seemed like, almost before the pain kind of all hit. Right, as you, you attempted to get. I was like, okay, I'm an athlete, tape it up, get right back out there. I tried to put more weight on it and it just felt like nothing was there. I didn't have an ankle. I yeah. didn't have a foot. Yeah, it was, oh. well, it was clear. It was clear and everybody rallied. Right. I think we have some tape of everybody rallying to your side. Okay, no need to keep going on there, but I, I should have pointed out beforehand <clears throat> listen for a pop. And I didn't pay too much attention when I first looked at the video. But when Tom mentions it, you know, yeah, there's a point where you hear the pop and you go back and it's, it's woof, it was hard to watch because there, you heard of pop and that was her mm, ruptured Achilles tendon rolling up. And I'm, man, uh, I'm sure very painful injury, very tough injury. And uh, we didn't get to see how well Misty May Trainer could have done way back in season seven. Number three on my list. Let's go to number two on my list. And uh, this is one I was really sorry to see go. Just um, season 29, really recent, Jeannie Mai, I thought she could have made it a lot further or, or, or further. I don't know. I have to go back and look at that season again a little more closely. But I liked her a lot. I thought she was a good dancer. And <clears throat> she had to pull out in week eight. So I got to see seven of her dances. That's why I was so hopeful for her because she seemed to be improving every week. She was one of those types of people that always came out with a smile on her face, a ray of sunshine. And I think we have an audio of hers, too. Uh, but uh, she had to pull out for something called epiglot oh, I can't even say it. epiglottitis, which I guess there's something in your throat that's like a little flap that covers your windpipe. So when you eat food, it doesn't go down into your lungs. And that thing had, I, I don't know if she might mention it. I can't remember if it ruptured or just swelled. I think it just swelled up. And... Uh, well, let's let her, I, mean, I don't know if they explained it or not. I'm sorry, I should have prepared a little better for this, but it, it was a serious deal. And if she didn't get that fixed right away, I guess her windpipe could have been cut off and you know, breathing issues like crazy. And let's see what they, she has to say here. Absolutely devastated that my journey on Dancing with the Stars has to end this way. I found out that I have a throat abscess where my tonsils and my throat had gotten so infected that it started permeating to the rest of the areas behind my neck and my ears that I had to get emergency surgery, which is why I'm here now. Everything went great. You're all done. Good, baby. You're out of danger. If we would have waited one more day, your throat would have closed up. That was her doctor there saying if we would have waited one more day, her throat would have closed up. So, yeah, she had infections and inflammation and all kinds of stuff in there. And uh, lucky they got to it when they did. But, uh, boy, I would have liked to have seen her uh, see how she could have finished in season 29. Jeannie Mai. Okay, my number one person on my list mainly because I got to see her the most. Uh, I got to see her dance 12 dances. It's going back to season 21. It's Tamar Braxton. And she was really good in season 21. Season 21 had a lot of good dancers. So I don't know how much higher she was going to get or could have gotten if she could have come back. Uh, she wasn't going to beat Bindi Irwin. She wasn't going to beat Nick Carter. Um, I don't think she was going to be Alex Carolados, even though she was a better dancer. He had that war hero vote going on. And Carlos Penavega, who finished above her, very, very good dancer. So she couldn't have got too much higher, I don't think. But she was a really good dancer. And she had another serious issue, blood, clot, blood clots in her lungs. And <clears throat> this actually happened, or she felt bad, during the show. Uh, they came on, and I remember it. This is a long time ago. But Tom came on and said, you know, we've got a medical thing going on here. 
and <clears throat> the uh, uh, he didn't know much about it, but he said she's at a hospital right now. And I think they had two dances that night. And the first dance, they were going to let her use her dress rehearsal video for their judging. But if she couldn't get back and do the second dance in that two-hour period, she was going to have to drop out automatically by the rules. So the whole drama for the night was, and I thought maybe they're going to play this up. You know, oh, is she going to make it back? It turned out to be a serious thing. So I don't think they were doing this for, I mean, they probably liked that it was kind of drama-filled. But... Uh, the whole thing was, is Tamar going to get back before the second dance? And uh, this audio clip I have here is next week. Tamar had to withdrew, withdraw because she had uh, blood clots in the lungs, if I didn't mention that. So, yeah, serious stuff. And uh, she couldn't even come back to the show the next week to talk about it. This is just Val talking with Tom. Here, now, you spent a, a number of days you visited Tamar last week. You, yeah. you, we were talking earlier today. There, there are multiple uh, blood clots in each lung. There was a term for that, wasn't there? It's called like showering blood clots in both, you know, in both her lungs. And uh, what happens is, you know, flying apparently causes swelling in the ankles, and that could cause a blood clot. And yeah. we've been flying literally for the last month and a half. Been a crazy schedule yeah. you guys have been on, and and uh, we wish we wish you Godspeed, Tamar. She's in the hospital now, still undergoing treatment. Yeah, I just you know on behalf. Wow, that was uh, a week later. I've forgotten that she was still in the hospital. I guess yeah, they probably would have tried to talk to her via Zoom or something if she was out. But uh, yeah, pretty serious thing. And uh, lucky again that no one that has been injured on the show <clears throat> had anything more serious happen because of their uh, injuries or their health issues. Okay, so that's my top 10 uh, withdrawals from the show's history. Uh, not too much opinions there, really, just about where I thought they would have finished in terms of the nine who was the best dancer. Next week, we may get back to another top 10 list, which is more opinion-filled, and we'll see if we can set that old opinion alert off again. Well, let's finish this off. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I've had it, and I'm sure you've had it with me. Let's finish off with a contest question here. Uh, Last week we mentioned we're going to have two trips given away since we can no longer give the trip away on the uh, Hang Zone Dancing with the Stars Minute call-in. So that's exciting, I hope you all think. And then since the winter tour was announced, I'm all pumped for that. I went to seven tour stops last year. People are going to think I'm just absolutely nuts. But, you know, I found something I really like. And, boy, if I could have got a job with Dancing with the Stars all those years ago, talk about hog heaven. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go to some tour stops again. If I can stay healthy <laughs> next winter, and like I said, maybe we can work out some kind of comp, uh, uh, consolation prize. If you can't go to the show in, in L.A., who, who knows? You might like, would rather go to the tour stop anyways, but uh, we'll see how that all pans out. Uh, let's see. We're doing a question each week. Uh, all you have to do is answer the question or keep it to yourself, and then we're going to turn those questions in at the end of the uh, season. The question this week is... <clears throat> In my abbreviated show, I made a statement, and all you got to do is finish the statement. The first part of the statement was, I said, if I have, e or I think I said got, I don't know, if I've got air in my lungs, comma, what else did I say to finish that statement? If I've got air in my lungs, what did I finish saying there? And that is the contest question of the week. Turn out the the party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Yeah, nice to have uh, Dandy Don back with us, uh, telling us that it's time to go. And, uh, you know, we're going to finish up with a song here, and I'm just going to, I'm so tired of talking right now, I'm just going to start the song off, and we'll listen to it for a while before I come in and finish off. Remember, these are songs from my youth that uh, I really got a kick out of, and so we're going to finish the shows with songs like that. And it's too far along, so let me, boy, I, it's all messed up here. Forgive me. <laughs> I thought I had this figured out. Oh, my goodness, we got a little ad we got to play, so I muted it. Hmm. Thought I had that all ready to go, folks. I, I think I did. I'm sure that in my haze here, I hit a button that I shouldn't have hit. But we got a 15-second that won't let me skip. And, okay, we're close. 
Here we go. song called you're the one for me by a group called d train i say it's a group uh the lead vocalist is his name is james d train williams d train is his you know stage name or moniker or whatever and so they decided to call the group d train uh really it was formed in 1980 with d train williams and his partner hubert eaves and hubert plays all the drums and keyboards and musical instrument side of it where obviously D-Train is the more of the the composer or the writer of the lyrics and singer of the lyrics but you knew if it was going to be a song for my youth it was going to have a groove to it a funk to it this came out you know after the hardcore disco era the early 80s I believe it was 1981 but they were still playing some funky dance music for the early 80s and the discos that were still around would play this all the time. This was a disco staple. Made it to number one on the uh, Billboard dance charts, of course. It was not a crossover hit. You wouldn't be hearing this in the uh, cornfields of Indiana. The radio I had here would not be playing a song like this, but one of my faves, You're the One For Me by D-Train. Okay, next week is Disney night in the ballroom. I shouldn't say that. It's not just Disney night, it's Disney plus night. And they made it a point to say that and point that out quite a bit because uh, Disney Plus is the only place that's given Dancing with the Stars a home these days. So uh, I'm sure they're going to knock it out of the park with a lot of Disney stuff. So uh, next week, Disney Plus night in the ballroom. I will not be going. uh, And I was going to try to get tickets to it, but they've already given them out. I missed it again. So I got to get on the ball here because I got to get tickets next week because I'm taking one of the winners the following week. But anyways, uh, we'll be back next week, of course, to talk Disney night with you all. Uh, Thank you to TC. I'm going to send all this stuff to him and he's going to hopefully do his magic and get it out to you. And a big thank you for you guys for uh, sticking with me. I know this has been brutal on both of us or all of us. Uh, I'm going to try to get over this again this week. I'm taking all the medicines they've given me. I'm going to try to sleep better and drink better and do all the stuff you got to do. I don't know. I may be doing it again next week but uh, from home, and you may have to deal with it again. But uh, if not, I'll be back at TC's, and we'll try to make it a little more professional presentation. Forgive my uh, fog brain and my more than uh, normal loopiness. <laughs> Until next week, this is Tony the Engineer. Bye-bye. We're gonna do all these kind of things, and we never think they're not gonna take a chance.